Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello, you lovely bunch. I've got a really juicy, delicious, mouth-streaming new hoovering today for you. I said hoovering weird then, didn't I? I said hoovering like that. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe we should call this the hoovering podcast from now on. No, actually, as I've deliberated it out loud in front of your ears, I've changed my mind live. We'll just keep calling it hoovering. I've got a really good hoovering for you today with a super talented cook and the winner of Channel 4's great cookbook challenge, Dominique Wolf. First, though, thanks for listening to and sharing the love about hoovering. I'm really grateful. Um, one way of sharing the podcast here, love, uh, above and beyond listening, which is already doing plenty, if you ask me, I know how busy you are, is to leave it a five-star review if you can be asked and please subscribe to it that saves you hassle doesn't it then it'll just pop up in your inbox as it were every week if you've got spare dosh knocking about we are on patreon go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and i will swap brilliant things in exchange for your hard-earned money including exclusive content discounts to live shows and um i've started making a monthly really sort of on purpose dog shit cooking video that i'm doing for my patrons. I hope you're enjoying them if you are already my patron. Um, and 
Coming up soon for patrons, for example, is a recipe or two from Dominique's genuinely brilliant brand new first ever cookbook. And that will be winging its way to every single one of my patrons in their August edition. Talking of August, I'm taking my new show Wench to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I would love to see you there. It's on at the brilliant Monkey Barrel One venue. My biggest venue yet. Um, At 4.45 every day, apart from the 15th um, from the third to the 29th of august and then she's going on tour right to where you live i hope um please me come and see wench on tour um bring everyone i reckon bring everyone i even your dad I'd say, come up, see you there. Um, tickets to see me live and links to everything interesting that Dominique and I are about to mention are as ever going to be in the podcast notes, wherever you got this from. And they'll be on my website, jessicafosterq.com. Admin complete. Let's get into this. I'm a lucky duck in the sense that I got my lunch cooked for me by Dominique in her lovely home. What a treat. No warnings other than to note that this one is guaranteed to make you really hungry. Not sorry. Thank you very much. I suppose maybe I need you to tell me again what everything is. Yes. So today... (laughs) And is it all from your book? Well, actually, this isn't, um, but it's... uh, Anyway, so we've got spicy beef noodles. Yes, please. That are... um, Well, I think they're really good. Um, And they're made with um, chilli bean paste, which I heard Mm, you know what it is. I love it. uh, Which is great. And... It's, it's probably the most, uh, what's the word, Le- the least known uh, ingredient I've used in my book. Oh, really? Yeah, but what I've done is it's all about making everything really accessible. Okay, great. And if you, if I'm saying to you, buy a jar of chilli bean paste, I'm yeah. giving you three or four recipes with it. Okay, great. So I've yeah, got yeah, yeah, it's other, worth it. Yeah. yeah, I've got a shakshuka recipe with it in it as well. Um, I've got another spicy pork noodle uh, stir fry with it, completely different to this. Um, so once you've got that jar, you yeah. can get it. And yeah. Great. Also, I, yeah, I don't think I'd ever have any problem finishing a jar of it once you realise how many once things you've you Absolutely. And then it livens up. And then you've got smacked cucumber. Smacked cucumber, which Such is... a um, great name. It, it's great. I didn't actually smack mm. it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just cucumber, really. Um, mm. It's just like vinegar and I, I make... So I also make a brand of chili oil, chili yeah. crunch, which, uh, so you don't have to use it, but I use that, add vinegar and um, some garlic and that's it. That's it. Amazing. Really um, and here we've got my crispy broccoli, which mm. is a fate. I mean, I can eat a whole, almost a whole portion of this myself. Um, while you were delivering a portion of this to your partner, I ate three bits of that. <laughs> the, really the sauce, it's the sauce. And that's kind of like, I suppose it's inspired by a satay sauce. It's a spicy peanut sauce and it's mm. just so simple. It's just peanut butter, honey, soy, and a chili oil. Obviously mm. my chili oil, but you can use any chili oil yeah with bits. great and it's so delicious like just needs to have bits i can see some whole nuts in there that does. i want to eat all up yeah oh, so i've tried the noodles and they're so good mm. i love that heat mm. running through it mm. gosh that's so yummy mm-hmm. i wouldn't think to use mince with noodles either yeah i, I wonder what my issue is with that i've just never experienced it is yeah it's <laughs> in did, so where does that come is that a, does is, that happen in thailand a lot no i no. think this is inspired a bit by the dandan noodles sort okay. of style you know and i was I was experimenting. Mm. Some of my food comes from actual recipes that I've yeah, had, yeah. you know, or dishes I've tried. Sure. And others, it's experimenting. And this was, I literally had this jar of chilli bean paste. I'd bought it for a mapo tofu recipe. Okay. And it was in my fridge for ages. And I'm yeah. like, what on earth am I supposed to do with this? So I thought, I'm just going to create a stir fry and let's just see how it goes. And mm. then it was really delicious. Mm. I added some, I've got honey in it as well mm. and soy. And it's got a nice heat you can you know it's just like it's so tasty. and it's really easy i mean and crunchy greens in it as well yeah exactly Absolutely love it mm. um 
Well, thank you so much for this. Mm. What a treat. I'm so used to um, taking people out for lunch or having them around to my house to cook that I cannot tell you the joyfulness of getting to not just have lunch made for me, but lunch this snazzy. What know, a treat. I, I, well, you know, I don't always have lunch this snazzy. Often I did go through a phase. Uh, I heard you ask someone else a question. What's the thing? Do you ever eat lots of things on repeat? And yeah. I went through this avocado on toast with the poached egg phase. Oh, did you? I, I love think, that. I did breakfast. it, but I did it all summer. Yeah, right. One year, and I, I don't think I can do that again. Don't, I don't think I can look at it. Can't ever look at a poached egg and an avocado. Ever <laughs> Not again. on the same plate. Well, I bet though. But so, is this your first cookbook? Mm-hmm. And um, well, I would imagine you'd have to get quite sick of any of the recipes that need. If it's anything like building a comedy show, yeah, there'll 100%. be a bit that won't work, and you'll have to do it again and again oh and God. again and again a thousand times until you either love it, hate it. Drop there are some there are some, there are some recipes and I won't say which ones that yeah. I had you know like minor issues with. So you're then yeah. going back, going back and you're like, I literally can't look at that recipe. Yeah, again. I'm because, losing my mind. Because it was the smallest detail. It was like this little jigsaw, you know. Yeah. That was, I used to write songs. Did you? I used to be a singer. And amazing. And it was it, it's that I always used mm-hmm. to find it a jigsaw and I loved it actually, like mm. making the words fit, and then that would mm-hmm. always be so satisfying. And in a way, that's what a recipe's like. Yeah. Um, and it's just really frustrating when it's a tiny thing that doesn't work and you go back. Um, and have to do it again. But I think with my food, um, because they're quite quick, if it had been a long, slow cooking book with yeah. baking, there's no oh way. Oh, my gosh. No way. I don't know how people do it. And it's so interesting when you put it like that, actually, isn't it? Because you think, I think a lot of people think of it as, a lot of people know that really brilliant cooking is, there's a science to it. And that does sound so sciencey, doesn't it? That experiment where you sort of like, well, okay, you scrap it and you try again. You, just the infinite mm-hmm. patience of a scientist, yeah. ultimately, yeah, to go, yeah, yeah. well, then there's some thing chemical that needs to change a bit less of this more of that whatever and keeping notes on what you've tried to try again but equally it's not that simple is it because it's also an art yeah it's also about the emotion that went in in the moment you were making it you know and and, you know and I suppose ingredients as well aren't you can't know how do you see a Tomatoes yes, going to be from one totally. to two. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, chili or anything like that. And that yeah. kind of detail was driving me insane. Mm-hmm, so I, I you, so you have to sort of when you're writing. Well, for me, when you're yeah. writing a cookbook, you have to suddenly get technical. You have to get your measuring spoons. Mm-hmm. And most of my friends don't own measuring spoons, and they'd say, "How do you? What does half a tablespoon mean?" And I'm like, "Well, it's half a tablespoon. There's an actual yeah. measure for that." Um, <laughs> you get so anal about it. And I yeah. was testing. Um, I use shop-bought curry paste, but I use mm-hmm. a good one. Um, May Ploy, which is a really good one. And then yeah. I tested it with all the others and you're like, oh my God, this it's completely different. Right, so yeah, how yeah. do I navigate this recipe? If I'm telling you that this is what the recipe is, it's oh. completely different if you use something else. Yeah, it's a complete, because um, actually I don't, people, there's a thousand different spice mixes that are in mm-hmm, every different curry mm-hmm, paste mm-hmm. or curries powder or mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. it blew my mind recently that garam masala just meant mixed spice, mixed spice. <laughs> i was like whoa i mean yeah. it, that's bonkers isn't it because you think oh i thought that was an exact yeah, spice yeah, yeah. mix i mean even um what was it five spice yeah. i've got a recipe in the book for um apple slice i thought this is a great little cheats dessert Ooh. apple slice uh, apples on puff pastry <gasps> with honey and five mm. spice and it's delicious yeah but i made the mistake of using uh, Chinese five spice seasoning, which one mm. brand does, and it's got onion and mm. garlic powder in it. Oh no! And that is not the same. No, thing. no. So no. I had to put a note in. Mm. If P.S. If you have the one that, and there is only one brand as far as I can wear, but it's a big brand, mm-hmm. so a lot of people will have it. Yeah. If you happen to have this one, don't use it. Yeah, use it's too savoury. Something else yeah. in it because I did the taste test around the food team when I was doing the photo shoot. I was like, come on, what does it? What do you think? And one person was like, no, no, I like that savoury, and other people were like. You know, almost no, spat it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Because it's quite a big... It's a, and I didn't know also wow. chilli powder. So I've got a recipe for 
chocolate cluster. So you melt, it's so mm. easy, you, like three or four ingredients. You melt the chocolate, you put some peanuts in it, Great. and that's basically it. And sprinkle with um, chilli flakes, but I use mm. chilli powder, and chilli powder often has garlic in it, or oh, cumin. Right. Um, cumin! And I was like, hang on, this tastes weird. And yeah. so, I've, so you have to use chilli flakes, which don't okay. have that in it. And I, I had no idea. And grind your own chilli flakes to, to lit- dust. <laughs> well, lit- I literally had no idea until I did. God, that's fascinating, you know isn't it? Me? Especially because, well, I think increasingly as well, you... I feel inclined to add heat to sweet things. Yeah, yeah. And then you really don't want cumin if you're you popping not. your chilli no, powder on a pineapple or in a chocolate thing. It doesn't work with chocolate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now I know these things. <laughs> yeah. Well, we live and we learn. Um, oh, I, want, I don't know where to begin. Uh, maybe with tell me about eating growing up. Oh, my gosh. So um, it's quite a melting pot because my mum is Thai. Mm-hmm. Um, her grandfather was Chinese. Uh, we were brought mm. up in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So I lived there till I was about eight. Oh, wow. So, whereabouts in the Middle East? Um, I never say this right. Qatar, right. Qatar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was born in Saudi. So, my dad worked <laughs> over there. Um, and um, there was a lots of, you know, lots of Indian restaurants. So, we're always going yeah. to Indian restaurants. And we'd go, it was actually quite fun on a Sunday. I think it was the Sheraton Hotel. They wow. do this buffet. So, you go along okay. and you'd have, and it was always, you know, um, I remember the lentil soup and there was lots of desserts. You'd go to the dessert thing. It was so yeah. much fun going to, the, you know, like a maze. It was so much fun going to this hotel. Um, and that would be like, I don't know if it was, probably wasn't every Sunday. In my mind, it was every Sunday. Yeah. It might have been once, you know. <laughs> I love um, it. So things like that. But of course, my mum would cook. Yeah. Um, she cooked Western food. Um, funnily enough, my dad isn't into Thai food. Doesn't oh, really? He spot a chilli flake or like a mile off. It's so he doesn't like spicy. He doesn't he like doesn't heat. No, he likes Indian food. <laughs> he likes Indian food, but the milder yeah. side. Um, right. But my mum did always make that. So one, the dish I remember is satay. So chicken satay. Mm. And with my mum, it would just be, you'd literally get a mound of chicken satay on the table. That'd be dinner. Yeah. And nothing else, you know. Oh, wow. So Amazing. I've always loved chicken satay. The yes. peanut sauce, I just love I it. Know. Absolutely well, love it. Stuff of dreams. Um, and... And, you know, I remember the smell of red curry cooking. So mm. I don't think I would have eaten it, but I just remember the right. smell. Um, That's good. Okay. And, you know, so she used to sort of cook those kinds of dishes. Mm. Um, but she she likes cooking spaghetti bolognese. And even now for my kids, that's the, pretty much the only dish she ever cooks. <laughs> sabaghetti, she calls it. So my kids sort of grew up going, this is sabaghetti. It's like, we have to retrain them. It's spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, my mum brought me up with lots of um, malaprops. But she didn't have the second language thing as a um, as an excuse. Um, I it's only when I got to university I realised you're meant to call them endive, not endives, <laughs> and um, that you make coffee in a. Well, they had to train me. Friends had to train me. Cafetiere. Cafetiere. A cafetier. Cafetier. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Well, apparently, chocolatier is chocolatier. Mm. Someone oh, told me. Apparently, apparently so. I can't confirm or deny, but oh, I've been told uh, that. So I've been calling them wrong the whole time because I always wanted to be one. (laughs) I love it. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. It's an interesting one. I think there's all those different influences, Mm. especially as like on a child's palate. It's really exciting, Mm. actually, isn't it? To be that's a lot going on at once. Um, in terms of stuff to try and smells to remember and things like that, and then now to live, if it's okay saying like a really not, like a bit of London that's all of London's so diverse. But even on the walk here from the bus stop, I oh yeah, I got about five different amazing food smells from passing schools and houses, and was like, this is amazing. Yeah, like, and I don't think unless you're on your way 
to eat with someone who knows what they're doing. You know, like I was excited about eating, I'm hungry. And like, so your nose picks up those smells. And it was like, this is, it is really nice to be like yeah. on a mission to go We're... somewhere and taste this delicious food yeah. and like live somewhere where it's all going on like that, I think. But um, it makes me feel sorry for people that don't want like spicy things like your dad. I know, and I know. My, actually, my son's dad's very similar. I don't understand it. You know, <laughs> I did actually, um, whenever I've, Done. I don't do market stores often for my food products, but yeah. I did a couple. And I, the first question would be, "Oh, you know, do you like spicy food? Do you like mm. Asian flavors?" And then the number of people that would say no, I was, I was just like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, then you won't like any of my products, and that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was interesting that it's not. No, everyone does, and that's yeah. that is also absolutely fine. It also really tickles me when I end up talking to someone on this podcast, and they're like, "I'm not that fast about eating." You get, okay, people, great. I mean, <laughs> it's you know about what? two or three times. I've been so like, many. wow, okay. But, there are people like but in that. itself, actually, it's become quite fascinating to me that. Yeah. You're like, oh, so, I mean, you've got so much headspace for thinking about other things. <laughs> I mean, whenever I've, you know, let's say I've got a play date with a parent I don't know, I always just end up talking about food, probably yeah. boring the pants off them because this is what, this is the thing I know. This is basically the only thing I can talk about. Fair enough. And, and you can see that most people are sort of like not in that zone. You yeah. know, totally not in that zone because I love going to restaurants. I mean, mm. before kids, that's what I did. I used to travel the world for yeah. going to restaurants in London. You yeah. know, cheap eats, time out cheap eats. What's the time out cheap eats today? And inevitably there'd be like some new Malaysian cafe yeah. or something like that. And that was always so much, just that is the, it's it's really the adventure. Yeah. So I can't physically do it, but yeah. I can certainly do it from a re- from a food perspective. Oh, I love it. Um, well, I want to talk about that because you changed into this career you were saying in your 40s and that's mm. exciting in yeah. itself yeah so I mean how I know you always said you're always like really interested and fascinated yeah. and obsessed with food your words yeah which I'd love to hear yes um but so is that was it always on the cars I mean how did you get oh, from gosh, not being I in didn't, this industry yeah so when you were a singer I was a singer so I guess I started life I had you know day jobs but yeah. ever since I was a teenager I wanted to be a singer so Why? for me singer-songwriter. That was always the sort of passion, the main kind mm. of goal. Um, and so I did that for a long time. You know, I gave up the day job in sales and recruitment and and got some freelance work, did mm-hmm. market research analysis, which actually that attention to detail, which you need for that mm-hmm. kind of thing, has proven really important with my recipe writing. That's really um, interesting. But so, yeah, I, um, so I pursued music uh, and then just realised, you know, I got to my mid-30s and I realised it was never... It was never going to be the career I wanted it to be. Yeah. It's a really hard. I mean, it's so hard. Yeah, to get it's into so it. hard. To it's actually, also like not meritocratic. You know, it's like it's, a really do you know weird, what I mean? Yeah, it's like slow. you can try as hard as you want. Yeah, even have the best song in the world. Yeah, but actually, it's it's hard. It's really, mm-hmm. really hard. Um, and mm. at that point, I was in my mid thirties. I needed to. Well, I, I wanted to start a family anyway, mm-hmm. and I'd been putting it off. So it was like, well, I had just I just called time on the on music, gave it yeah. up. I had I mourned it for yeah. quite a while. I was, so, you know, sobbed for quite a while and only just starting to listen to music again. I literally really? couldn't listen to it. It made me feel oh, sort get, of almost sad to, to yeah. listen to it. Um, so I'm probably still stuck in the noughties in my music. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the noughties. When Britney Spears come on, I'm like, yeah, I know this. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, this a yeah. <laughs> um, so, and th- so I guess when I had kids, uh, in the back of my mind, you know, I knew I was going to be a stay-at-home parent for a while and I'd had yeah. them in quick succession. So fired them out. Yeah. There's about 16 or 17 months between each wow one. that's really impressive so you know i'm just going i'm just like surviving and doing yeah. kid stuff and but in the back of my mind i'm like something's missing i know mm. i need this career i want to have something that's that's for me you know yeah. i'm not going to be a stay-at-home forever um stay at 
her mum forever. Do I get yeah. that? Um, and and sort of, so I, I spent a process of going, right, what is it I want to do? Speaking to people. I don't want to go back into sales. I don't want to do work in an office. Mm-hmm. What do I want to do? And I was exploring a lot of different things. And then I sort of realized, well, hang on a minute. There was a couple of realizations that I knew I was always in the kitchen and I loved creating and concocting. Yeah. And at the time when I had my son nearly eight years ago, my Thai auntie, Auntie Deng, mm-hmm. um, although my mum cooked, she in most recent years she just really hasn't cooked. But yes. her sister was the cook and she had uh, a Thai restaurant in a pub. So she oh, was wow. always, and she'd be over here always cooking for we were so lucky oh wow so, so lives in the she lives here she d- doesn't know but she oh. did so sadly she went back um to thailand but she'd been here for decades please try some um and so she was here making all sorts of things and she'd made this tamarind ketchup sauce oh, wow. and i remember trying it we just had a baby mm. and you know couldn't cook of course and yeah. tried this stuff and was like oh my god i never had this flavor before wow. so some things started happening in my mind where i thought Oh, this is just brilliant. And she'd also come yeah. up with this Thai sprinkly thing called Nam Prik Narok, which is a bit like, if, have you ever been to that, um, oh, mm. there's a Burmese restaurant called La Pet and they do something similar. It's called Belican, I think. I don't know how you pronounce nice. it. But it's basically dried shrimp and fish paste, and, but it's sweet with, with in a caramel and with mm. bits in it and it's dried um, fried onions and garlic. It's all crispy. And I thought this could be a great idea. So yeah. my pre-light bulb moment was this, just as I was pregnant with my third child, I started exploring food as a possibility, went okay. to some food events, got pregnant and realized, no, it's not going to ha- I'm not going to yeah, be able yeah. to concentrate on not it. Now. But the seed had been planted yeah. um, five and a half years ago that I would do food. And then it was three and a half years ago where I kind of, my youngest was a year and a half. And then I was again, what should I do with my life? And I thought, oh, I remember, I, remember. I was thinking about food. Yeah. And then it was the tamarind kept tamarind sauce. And I thought this could be viable because it's like, yeah, I love sauce. It's so people have bought me uh, even in my twenties were buying me sauce cook, sauce cookery books. They I knew love I love my sauce. Always carry a bottle of Tabasco in my bag. Love um, it. I joke that I was weaned on sweet chili because, and it's only half true. Like yeah. my mum would come over. So my parents divorced when I was about ten. Yes. Um, but she'd come over and she'd buy a spit roast chicken from Cullen's, which became Tesco. I think. Brilliant. Um, and and a bottle of sweet chili sauce, and that'd be lunch, nice right? Lunch. And Great. in Thailand, sweet chili sauce is called Nam Jim Gai, which is so it's for chicken. Okay. Dipping sauce for chicken. That's what it's for. And they have pictures of some of the Thai brands will have picture of a chicken, oh, chicken on, top. on it. So, okay, because what else would you have it with? Well, I know. Why? What Lovely. would you do? So, so I've always loved sauces. So yeah. for me, this tamarind sauce was like, I can be authentic and honest and true about this. Yeah. This is me. This is how I eat. So I then I started realizing what I want, but also I wanted to get into writing. So all those years mm. ago, I started this process of going to workshops about food writing. So in the background for the last few years, I've been exploring it. Um, yeah. I started doing a regular column for a health and wellness site, which gave me a good des- discipline of a monthly recipe. Right. Um, and I'd never written a recipe before. Yeah, I started yeah, yeah. an Instagram account. Um, I went to Leith Cookery School. Um, oh, wow. I knew it was in gonna, Scotland. Well, no, it's actually in, oh, right. there is Leith is in Scotland, um, mm. not far from where my husband's from, but um, it's in West London. Mm, <laughs> so okay. it's still an hour away, a bit of yeah. a trek. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I did that part time for six months, okay. two different courses. And I knew it wasn't going to help me with sources, but I thought, do you know what? I want to get into food. I know yeah. that it's not just a source business. That to me is a way in. It's something to start mm-hmm. with. Um, let's go to Leith. And um, I didn't know it then, but those skills have been really invaluable. You know, okay. the time plan, right? Yeah, I had yeah, no yeah. idea about this time plan and I wouldn't have got as far on the program yeah. had I not had a time plan. Right. And just a level of organisation. Um, so all of it wow. ended up... to like organise the what you're going to cook like oh, a chef. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally sort of do a sort of bullet point version of your recipe in a time order. God, I've always taken the mickey out of my ex, my son's dad's aunt, 
at Christmas runs a, um, well, she runs Christmas. That's the way of putting it. And it is, there's quite a few people there, but I've had Christmases with more people there. But regardless, there's a plan that goes up. And it's every five minute intervals, there's a list of what's going to happen. And some of them will be like, set so-and-so on carrot peeling. And that's quite simple. But some of them will be like, you have to start playing this game at this This time. And like... It's funny until you're trying to make a toddler fit in with that regime. But it was, um, I now sort of think, well, perhaps that's just a chef's approach. And I've been taking the mickey out of this military, military detailed. It is military. I'm not very good at necessarily sticking to the Okay, okay, great. It's nice to have a plan. Yeah, it's good to have a plan. I like to write a to-do list, but rarely finish one. Yeah, well, we know that. Um, um, (laughs) Although, you know, it's good to cross things off. So just Mm. add something you've done and cross it off and it makes you feel better. Cucumber is amazing, by the way. Yeah. It's oh, it's a di- my my six year old daughter grabbed this bar and I was like, no, no, it's too spicy, and um, and she just was sour, drinking. Though. She was just drinking the sauce. Oh, saying, I like the sound yeah. of her. She they Excellent. they'll try these things. Great, which is good. Does your yeah. child try things? Yeah, he does. He'll try anything. Um, too many things actually. I've accidentally let him. Well, not accidentally. I let him try alcohol-free beer, and he, <laughs> thinking he'd hate it. Lo- even loved that. Yeah, I know they um, want to try these oh, things. No. <laughs> um, yeah, he. Um, I feel really lucky on that regard. Like, I think, I don't know, it's one of those interesting things where you go, I think my Britishness actually yeah. holds me back from taking too much yeah. credit for the good things. I'm very good at um, knowing that it's probably my shit parenting that screwed <laughs> things up, but I'm not very, I'm not very good at going, oh, maybe I did something right, but I do, but also it's luck. I'm aware there's just an element of luck and you don't get to choose whether you necessarily have kids no. who are fussy or not. But I've also got like, I feel really grateful to the universe that he's, really passionate about eating that is amazing you like know he's what, like yeah. really excited mm-hmm. about eating and I remember like quite early on realizing that actually I don't need to put any effort into making him passionate about mm-hmm. food and I should make sure that there are other rewards and other things so that I he's know, not I like at, you know c- completely and utterly obsessed and I yeah it maybe took me a bit of a while to clock because when you've got a baby you know and it's so the joy I think of being able to just I, for me, I was lucky enough to be able to boob feed and I wanted to and to feed on demand and all of that stuff. And like knowing that a baby will stop when they're full or will like have what they want or discard what they don't want. And this, it was so joyful. And then you get into the same, later years of them-ish when it's like, actually, no, I already know now he's as obsessed with eating as me. He's never going to not be in the mood yeah. for something to eat. There's never going to be something he doesn't want to try. Yeah. Um, I'd say genuinely actually cucumbers are the only thing that he's sort of roundly not liked for several years That's now. interesting. But it's it? not to say he won't no. one day ch- his palate will change. Absolutely they do without a doubt they um, it changes. I yes. Mean, and I This is so delicious by the way. Oh, I'm so you, glad you like you. it. You know I, I love it. I'm not sure it's I've cooked so it since like... I've written the burger. <laughs> oh, really? Oh it's really like I don't know I'm so shit at for someone with a podcast about eating I'm terrible at describing things but there's like a roundness and yes. a smoothness well, to it. Well that would be so it's got Silky. the chilli bean paste in it and actually right. I opted for 12% fat beef. Right. So often I'd go mean? for five mm. but sometimes I think it can be a bit dry. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Okay yeah yeah. So in a lasagna or something I'd be mm. happy with the five. Okay. <laughs> if you get the choice. Mm. But actually Actually, I think it just adds that, what do you call it? Unctuousness. Yes, unctuousness. And that, I think, is it's the gorgeous. beef. That's the beef. And um, it's got this dough yang, but subtle. It's not too mm. overwhelming. Have you ever tasted it out of the jar? 
No, like the bean paste. Probably no, don't. Okay, probably don't. Okay, probably don't. Good to know. It's really salty. I thought I should try it. You yeah, know? and yeah. it's so salty. So it's a it's an ingredient you put in things to cook. Yes, you yes, don't yes. just like. I might. I, I am such a perv for salt that I might like it. I love. I but, do yeah. love salt. I love salt. Um, so I've actually, when I was writing the recipes, I totally had to, you know, bring it down and not put as yeah. much in and say add if you want add extra because it's so. Yeah, I've you, had to do that just in cooking for people in life. Yeah, yeah. My mum can. My mum's always complaining about the salt. <laughs> Is she? That's funny. I am, um, and I got told off as a student. I've got my friends. I made as a student who I'm still lucky enough to be friends with. Brilliant, impressive women. Now, not that they weren't then, but I my reputation in our house shares as students was don't eat anything I've made because it would be too <laughs> spicy. All my soups would be too spicy. Oh, spicy! Everything, yeah, just too yeah, too salty, too spicy. Yeah, well, that's it's perfect. You'll like the book then. Yeah, I'll love the book. I can tell. I'm going to love the book. <laughs> Have you ever had a thing you didn't like to eat that changed one day out of nowhere? Oh, gosh. I tell you, there is something I don't like, and I still don't like it, and yeah. I keep on trying. And it's, this is, this is, I'm probably the only foodie person in the world. Do you know uh, what, can you guess what it is? Cheese. No. Um, it's so obvious, and I literally am oh, the, really? uh, well, I'm the... Chocolate. No, I am. Sadly, that is my main vice. I love I chocolate. I love chocolate. Um, but these... I'll say it. I'll, sorry, okay, okay, just sell it. Olive oil. Oh, wow. Yes. That's so funny. <laughs> that's really funny. This is so um, funny. And especially it, as well, because like, haven't you won like a Jamie Oliver challenge? I and, know, like, I he's know, like, I know. He's like the person who made everybody get olive I oil in there. And I always used to watch his programs going, no, don't add the olive oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband does it and I'm like, why oh. are you doing that? Um, I I literally must be the only person. And this I remember this from when I was... Do you I like was, olives? I love olives. Okay, that's um, interesting. I like sesame oil. Right. Okay. I don't like oily food per mm-hmm. se. I, yeah. The weird thing is I have my own brand of chili oil. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. But I don't I wouldn't actively go and eat the oil part. I like the bits. Yeah. It's all about the bits. But okay. there's something about olive oil, specifically yeah. the flavour, I just cannot take. The better wow. like when people say just dip that in, I honestly mm-hmm. couldn't have you know think oh, of anything so worse. interesting so is it, and i try it's a flavor not a mouthfeel it's thing. a probably a combination but right. the flavor because i mean anything that's too greasy mm-hmm. like i've tried some um proper bang bang noodles from this place i was like Amazing. right i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. try these you know, Sichuan noodles from this place in holloway and i knew i kind of wouldn't i probably knew they would be too oily for me yeah. but i needed to try it yep. from, and they were too oily for me yeah. i was like oh i can't eat this yeah. um so there's partly mouthfeel, but it is partly the flavour. And when I was younger, I was I was actually really fussy. Now I'm remembering yeah. it. So my dad, um, he would make sandwiches for lunch, and I hated the sandwiches. And sometimes he'd stop off at the place to get a sandwich because the bread was mouldy. Okay, <laughs> you know, always yeah. last minute. And I even from like nine, I was like, oh no, butter please, because I didn't like right. the butter. And in recent years, I've trained myself. Not in all, so I don't like a sandwich if it's got butter in it. Yeah. But if we go to a restaurant and they have a nice bread with nice butter, I will happily have that's salted. Yes, of course. Has to be salted. Oh my, what is the point of and unsalted butter? Otherwise, it's basically that's soap. Um, and so I went out, we had a lovely meal at a French restaurant the other night, and I did that, and I enjoyed that butter. Oh, great. In a sandwich, I'm not, I don't want to eat it in a right. sandwich. Um, so I'm quite very particular about that. But oil, I've not been able to train myself. And I am, I haven't given up because I have no. heard you, you know, you can do these things. <laughs> so that, and that it probably would change my life because I wouldn't have to sort of worry about how I'm going to, if I go on holiday yeah. and they put the oil on in Greece, oh, my, 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 the way I deal with it is I get vinegar on the side yeah. and I just douse it in vinegar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So vinegar I can, can, I can undo o- the, you can, can undo the oil I with can vinegar. overcome it, but it's not ideal. Greek salad is nothing without vinegar. No, I need oil, a lot of vinegar. I, suppose, I do yeah. have a Greek salad. Mm. Um, um, 
Oh, okay. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. I find it really interesting. I have a similar thing, but I think that's changed as I've got older. I definitely didn't notice it as a child um, when I probably ate a lot more fried food, I think, as a kid but or teenager or in my 20s. Whereas now, perhaps because it's rare, more rare, but if I have anything, I, I love butter, um, especially like on toast rather than bread. Anyway, yeah, yeah. but I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, what I'm saying is I understand. I think there's something about, but I think for me, it's not a flavour thing because I, I it, the more olives I can taste in an olive oil, the more I love it. But I don't, I, there's something about fats mm-hmm. that there's a mouthfeel thing that I don't love. Yeah. I'd, I'd still love those noodles, I'm like, yeah. I'm sure. But something like fish and chips, which yeah. I love and I love the idea of, I now know I need to leave a bit of the batter, not for health reasons, yeah. couldn't give a fuck. But because I, I'll feel gross, I feel, yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. feel like quite physically unwell like, quite quickly. Yeah. And that's happened. Like mid thirties yeah, onwards, yeah. that's quite, and it's involuntary because yeah. I want to eat the <laughs> the nice thing, but even tempura, anything yeah. like that, it's. I mean, that that exactly the same, and so I don't like I don't, don't like fish and chips because right, of that. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, I do. I mean, I like tem- this is the thing. I don't know how much psychological, mm. but I do love tempura. But what I'll find is a great Japanese uh, in Crouch End. Yeah. And. You, I'll go there and I'll put all this stuff and I've realised that everything's got tempura in it yes, and you end yeah, up feeling yeah. a bit sick yeah. it kind of it gets to sometimes you. it's worth it but it's like, it's like the tempura <laughs> for the sauces basically and the, and the insides of the batter get, it's yeah, worth absolutely. it don't get me wrong I love, I love that and I think tempura is finer isn't it but yeah. it does it just gets you in yeah, a sort of there's something it, it's, physical it's, about it it is the sort fat. of lingering it is the fat we went to this I was saying this French restaurant and the lamb it was delicious but I got I only had half of it and I'm like I just can't eat anymore actually because yeah. it's rich I it's think that butter in the yeah, dauphin noir and the cream yeah. and i can't have too much of that of course i had space for my dessert of course i absolutely i <laughs> but also that's intuitive i'm like a big fan of intuitive eating like genuine intuitive eating not like any gwyneth paltrow manifestation of, <laughs> you know bastardization of this beautiful thing but and i think that's part of it that is like if your physically if your body is saying to you nah stop yeah, yeah. There's a, and I think, I mean, I had, I, I first awoke to the possibility of that during pregnancy, actually. I don't know if you had any, I, my body screamed at me what I didn't want. Things that I previously loved, suddenly I was like, had massive aversions to coffee. Yeah, or, yeah. There yeah. were all sorts of smells. I bet no, people would open different bags of crisps and I'd be like, no, who's opened some crisps four miles away <laughs> that have got some sort of flavouring in that yeah, I don't yeah. want? And, it, and it's your body going, no, 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 not worth the risk, not worth the risk of these things. Yeah. Um, did you during I, any of your pregnancies yeah. have any particular changes well, in how yeah, you ate? Yeah, oh God, definitely. I had morning sickness with all of them, oh, and they lasted no. about fourteen weeks. Oh, and love, it was I'm it was sorry. just a daily. It was oh, so I was never sick, but it was that daily. Just yeah. felt sick all day, every God, day. It was. Oh, I'm so glad. I don't understand how my son can't like it. <laughs> well, I'm maybe tempted to make this for him. You know, maybe you can it's use so, less of the sweet and sour. Yeah, yeah. It's, I love the sweet and sour. Mm. My kids will eat this. Literally eat salad dressing. Drink it. Is it a quickle? It is. is it like a, yeah, t- yeah, it's like a it. quick pickle? Yeah, did yeah, you? Yeah. <gasps> oh, gosh, it's, it's so, so easy. Oh, so when it gets stronger, is it sat? Is it steeped? Yeah, I mean, it hasn't... I put it in just before you got here, actually. Oh, wow. So it's amazing. It's, a, it's very quick. Mm. Um, oh, my crumbs. I'm really uh, going to use this book. Good. Yeah. Um, I'll have to give you that recipe separately, though, because that's okay, not yeah, in yeah. it. <laughs> yes, please, yes, please. Just text me that one. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, um, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. So on that three-month period, the only thing I could eat was um and it was white stuff actually because mm. it was like getting a crumpet with nothing on it yeah perfect I, I couldn't 
face food, but I, I needed something. So it was, and you know, I did feel a bit disgusting with it. Mm-hmm. In the end, eating like white bread and yeah, stuff. I know loads of people who've only basically been able to eat and carbs that, in the first. Luckily, few that was the only the first three months, and yeah. then it got better. And I think I probably did go off coffee, um, yeah. spicy food. Actually, I think it took me a while to get back into having chilies on my food oh, again because really? I used to love. I always used to have bird's eyes on top of every meal. Yeah. And it took a bit longer for me to sort of get back into that. Yeah. Um, but I think after that first three months, mm. it was fine, you know. Um, and I was, I think I was much more cautious on the first mm. one about things like steak and sushi. But actually, I'd read enough to go, well, I'm still having runny eggs. Yeah. If they've got the lion thing, what do yeah. you call it? Red lion, it's fine. Yeah. Um, steak, I think I was still funny about it having it rare because I like it, blue, you know, like really mm, rare. Sure. Um, me too. And but I did have sushi, and I, I don't know. I read, read it was sort of anyway. Perhaps I assessed yeah. my risk, and anyway. No, me it. too. I had sushi. I craved it, so I thought it would be fine. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and actually, I I didn't. I went right. Like I had been vegetarian up until I got. <laughs> you just and then my body screamed. I felt. I mean, it must have been an iron must screaming. Have been. I was. I desperately wanted a, a really rare steak all through my pregnancy, which I obviously didn't do. I was very good for the first two trimesters and then the third trimester I went to France where because it's a cultural rule here Mm. not to have rare steak and it's more I think that to do with risk of food poisoning during pregnancy as opposed to anything particularly to do. Anyway, in France, they don't they give a shit oh, really? pregnant. I had a small glass of red wine and a bloody steak twice well, on a holiday I may in France. Have had, I had a oh, great time. Oh my God. And my kid is fine. Exactly. Well, I may have had a few more glasses of wine in my yeah. third pregnancy than oh, I did in my first. I bet. It would be bizarre if you I mean, did. that may explain her slightly wild behaviour. Um, <laughs> you know, that was just what happened. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
tell me what is the Jamie Oliver Great Cookbook Challenge TV show? Yes, so it was a new programme. Um, yeah. It was out in February. Okay. Um, and unlike other cooking competitions, the whole premise was about having a cookbook idea. Oh, great. So, you know, I mean, this is something I'd actually want. I'd been only talking about it the week before. I'd wanted to do it for a long, mm. long time. Um, I'd always wanted to cook on TV and yeah. do something like that. But I, you know. Did you already have your. Um, like your own sauce, your own... Yes, um, I'd already started, yeah, yeah. So that actually... I had the company had been going for just... Because I think I heard about this in autumn last year. So the company had been going for a year and a bit. So that was... I was in food already. Gosh, it's so quick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it's happened so quickly. Mm. Um, But I'd wanted to, you know, be a food writer and do all of that behind the scenes anyway. So all of that, suddenly I heard about this opportunity Mm. um, that was... Perfect, because, you know, I'm not a technical cook. I did once apply to MasterChef. I didn't even get... They didn't even apply, right? Um, And thank God, I would have been kicked off on the first episode. I'm I'm a home cook. Mm -hmm. And actually, on the very first challenge, um, I decided to do a tray bake, a chicken tray bake, tamarind sesame Mm. honey one. And the person before me was doing this fancy balloting. He was a chef, and it looked amazing. And I just thought, oh, my God, why have I done a beige tray bay. Like, can I go back and do something else? Like, there was yeah, no, yeah. you know, but they really liked it. And yeah. what I didn't... It tasted amazing. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I didn't realise is they were looking for something that was simple, achievable, rep- the people could buy a book and replicate at home. It's yeah. not about... They're looking for something that, you know... I don't even know what a ballantine... No, what maybe I've probably even got the wrong word. Who knows? Fact, yeah, it was something fancy rolled up in a nice shape. It done fancy rolls. It was really fancy. So. <laughs> and I can't... I'm really... I'm all fingers and thumbs. I'm so clump. I'm My presentation is not my forte. But a good, good honest home cooking, yeah. you know. And that seemed well, to resonate. Incredible. I think this looks really fit. I yeah, think. I mean, look. Doing yourself Let's just service. burn broccoli. Chard, we call it. Chard. Do you think it's aesthetically lifted by how beautifully I drizzled the sauce? Or? I think you did a really yeah, good thank job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my compliment. Um, how funny. So you went on this, so basically you had yes. to audition. So so you did, um, you know, interviews on the phone. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, the first phone call was almost like the highest I've ever been. Like getting that call from a, like a no number, like yeah, who's yeah, this yeah. call? And saying, hi, I'm from, you know, this production company. Yeah. And we've got your audition tape and we want to have a chat. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. This is the most exciting thing. And then, you know, there was a Zoom cook-along, a couple of more Zoom interviews, more interviews, whatever. And then finally, to get told on that programme, I mean, it was just, I couldn't believe it. I was I highly, love it. literally amazing. Um, and that is that was almost the highest feeling I've had. I love it. Um, so exciting. And then, you know, they send you, you've got all the challenges you have to prepare for yeah. and um, recipes. And I had my idea, but it gets honed over that period. Yeah. And I think everyone on the show sort of, um, not everyone, people did have their concepts, but my, I, actually my concept was always, you know, this is easy Asian-inspired food. Yeah. But I had to sort of really, how do we hone Focusing it down? Focus that, yeah. it. And actually... Um, I realised in the whole, over the weeks, that this was a solution for people. Because I have friends who said, have said to me, oh, I love Thai food, I love Asian food, I just don't know how to get started. Yeah. It seems really complicated. And I'd be like, I have it four times a week, it's really easy. Yeah. Like, if you've got a really good curry paste and coconut milk, you've got a curry in like 15 minutes. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. How can I give you my hacks? How can I show you how easy it is to yeah. use these flavours? So then I realised that it was about a solution for people. Yeah. And that is what clicked. <gasps> 
Can you explain to me why sometimes if I'm making a Thai curry or something with a curry paste and coconut milk, why does it sometimes feel like it's the most beautiful blended flavours and other times it feels like you've got a bowl with two separate <laughs> things happening? I know, well, it could what be... What have I done there? Is it not what, good co- enough what? coconut milk? Or Do you know is, what? Coconut and I have tried all of them. separated Yeah, I've tried all of the ones actually because I was yeah. using a Thai one and then yeah. I was like, well, let's just use all the ones. And they really vary, even not just from brand to brand. Some of them are really gloopy. Yeah. They've got stabilisers in them. Right. Um, but then some of them are all right, even though they've got stabilizers in them. Sometimes yeah. they get one brand and on two different occasions, they'll have a different amount of coconut cream to the water. That really feels like it happens all the time. It it's literally, And sometimes so, it's one item inside there and sometimes you've got a solid totally and a water. Weird. Like lit, lit, very weird. And sometimes I think, is that The amount winter? of times where you pierce the top, yeah. you think it's all solid and then it goes... Everywhere, yeah. literally. And I've got a, my Thai curry, beef and peanut curry in there. Yeah. And when we did it on the shoot, it was a different, completely different colour to when I did it on the show and it really bothered me and I spoke to the food team. Can yeah. you just, why is it, have I done the recipe wrong? Yeah. I hope I've not done the recipe wrong. And um, and then I realised, I did it a few months later and it was back to the right colour and mm. it was all, it was the coconut milk. Right. There was just a different amount of coconut cream in the tin we juice on the set yeah. to how it was on other occasions. So it just right. varies. There was okay. a variation. And that's all I can put it down to because I've enough. tried enough times. So it's not to do with, I sometimes wonder if I've let it get too hot and there's been some separation or no, something. No, I or think, some, you know, get... like my auntie would always put a bit of oil in a pan. She'd fry the coconut, sorry, fry the red curry paste yeah. for a few moments until it changes colour and releases yeah. some of the oils. And smells. And smells, exactly. You know, you wouldn't just put it in cold um yeah. ideally and then you put your coconut milk yeah. in and you know she'd probably put more oil they would put more oil than i like so i yeah. put less oil i've put you know uh, always <laughs> oil issue um and I'm, i've been known to scrape off oil on the top um before but anyway so yeah um so it could be i mean it just depends on the day sometimes. yeah <laughs> How funny that! Because I thought I, I thought there would be some science thing. I was bol- like ballsing up when I was doing it, but I just don't, I feel like it is complete potluck. And you just probably have to judge it and then mm. work out how do I offset this? Yeah, do you know what I mean. Like totally. Well, even with the paste as well, I sometimes think you get one that's just so aromatic and beautiful, but then you'll get one that like which, just isn't doesn't which taste of anything. Use? I vary. I so, see what's there and on offer and so how be- spendy I'm feeling. Right, and so the how best s- one I will say is um, you want to go for an authentic Thai brand. Yeah. Um, Mayploy is, no, don't sponsor me. Sarah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, they, but they, you can buy them from most major yeah. supermarkets. Um, that's the most common oh, authentic really? brand you'll see. Okay, and that great. is what my mum used. She never made a paste. Wow. So I don't make a paste. I never make a paste because I don't have the time. Yes. Oh, you've um, got three kids. And my also, my mum never did it. Um, I see in restaurants, you know, yeah. when I've gone to Thailand, even on the side of the street, you see people yeah. make it and they use this strand. Yeah, um, okay. It's totally acceptable. My got Thai it. friends now say that the Bangkokians, they do that. So it's completely right. acceptable. Fine. And you will get... But if you use other brands, it, the flavour is not the same. No, so and sometimes it's like there's no flavour. And no other flavor. times it's like, is that just chilli? Yeah, so, so, so that would yeah. be the best one to go for. Okay. Um, there are fun. other similar Thai brands, but yeah, that's yeah. the one I sort of tend to use. Oh, make, good to and, know. and also, if you're buying that for my book, you, you literally have, I've given you 10 recipes for it. So you don't I just have it. to, you know, I'm, I was like, well, that's what I was going to say. Sometimes I feel like the good, the best pastes come in such big tubs. Yeah, actually, they live like, in the fridge for ages, right? They literally, I mean, live in the fridge for decades. Yeah. do that. But I have sometimes done that. You know, and I would feed it to myself. I won't feed it to guests, so don't worry. What you've had today is fresh. (laughs) I love it. Okay, I'm going to ask you some of my more sort of quick, fiery type questions. Have you ever eaten food 
um, not intended for human consumption or the, anything that wasn't food? Oh, well, I'm sure I, when I was a kid, I'd be eating dog chocolate. Great. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It well, so looks like chocolate, doesn't it? And buttons, then it's, I'm sure they're buttons. Yeah, they're buttons. I remember that. I don't even have a dog, so I've, I don't know where I would have tried this. Um, but Just I know, know I did. I know yeah. I've done this. Friend's house or something. Yeah, and also probably like baby milk. I'm sure I've eaten that as powder. And maybe when my brother was young and I, my mum had yes. it in a big container. And I'm sure I've scooped that into my mouth. <laughs> God, I imagine that's a bit like um, there's probably bodybuilders doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just dust. Yeah, it's yeah. just way. Yeah. Um, what's the worst looking or smelling but best tasting thing you've ever eaten? Oh God, um, the worst looking. Well, I mean, the, the worst sort of looking and worst tasting is probably durian. Isn't my yes. favourite? Uh, I know that wasn't the question, but I, I when I went to Thailand last, I hadn't all, all the time before. I hadn't tried it ever, and I was on a mission to try. It. I needed yeah. to try it. I tried it for this and, podcast. And and a long yeah, it's um, it's too creamy. I think this is back <laughs> to the creaminess yeah. and weird flavour. Oh, that's interesting. It's, and, but and and you know what? So I bought a load. I tried it. Great, I've tried it now. I don't want it again. Yeah. And I tried to give it to someone, and there was a beggar on the street in Thailand, and I was like, "Here, have this durian." And he was like, "No." Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> he oh. No, it's a one of those you love it or hate it literally um but it's things like i mean you know my kids hate well the smell of anchovies for example um uh, but i love anchovies yeah so they you know or or blue cheese i mean santag and santaga however you say it does not smell nice but it's delicious so i think it smells great i love it it makes one of my cats go like wild does it like as if he's as if he smelled he wants it yeah yeah that's interesting i love that it made it really made me him grow on me um (laughs) it is strong um Oh gosh, yeah, I'd forgotten about dog chocolate existing. Oh, this I can't, is yeah, very no, it's a whole thing. What's the swankiest thing you've ever eaten? Oh gosh, swankiest thing. I'm just thinking. I've been. Do you know what? I've been to some nice. I'm very lucky to go to some nice tasting restaurants in um, San Sebastian. Oh wow, I'd love to go there. <laughs> there was one. I feel like everyone I'm talking to has oh my <laughs> been gosh. to San Sebastian. Yeah, on that. I mean, it's pin, 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 pinchos. Oh pinchos. my god, that I have to say. That's actually not swankiest, but is one of my favourite things. Yeah. I mean, I love a street food, so anything street food is amazing. Yes. And San Sebastian is so much fun. You just, yeah. I mean, it certainly was before COVID. I haven't been right. there for a few years. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that that culture hasn't changed because you would go into yeah, a bar, yeah. it'd be a bar full of canapes. I mean, well, not can, I'm sure the pinchos. Yeah. Um, and you'd go, what would I want? And you pick some from the bar, then you tell them after what you've eaten. So there's a big trust thing. Yeah, so I don't yeah, think yeah. the UK maybe... Did you keep your stick or something? No, because everyone stick chucks it on the floor. Oh, wow. What? Well, certainly the restaurants we went to. So it was kind <gasps> of like, and then you have a drink and then you pay. You said three, you know, you signal three, yeah. they charge you. And you or, or they've been keeping tally somehow mysteriously. Yeah. Um, and then some of the places you can have stuff at the, you know, behind the but they cook stuff, whether it's scallops or I don't know whatever. Yeah. And absolutely, it's just heaven for a foodie. And then you it. go to another place and they specialise in something slightly different. Yeah. It's just wonderful. And I think my kids are old enough. They'd probably eat me out of house and hurt, you know, yeah. spend so much money. Yeah, they there. wouldn't be holding up three, would you? You'd be holding up, you'd oh need more than two we, hands to hold so up. Much, I think yeah. I'd need that on my own, so yeah. I'd be worried so about taking so much my fun. family. That's so much fun. But the, the restaurant Arzac, um, I just remember it's like 50, it was something like 50 individual tastes. I think I did wow. almost feel a little bit done, sort of wow, two-thirds of wow, the way through. Wow. But they, And I maybe can't even tell you what there was, but it was just an experience, you oh, know. God, it's one of the best amazing. restaurants. Yeah, very, very lucky Arzac. to go. Oh, Arzac, but it's gone on the bucket list. It's not Ozark, which is obviously it's something awesome. quite. Haven't different. seen it yet, but I've heard it's great. <laughs> Five second rule: yes or no? Yeah. Yep, great. Got three kids. <laughs> Lovely quick answer. Really love a quick answer to that. If there's no other option, would you eat a person? 
Yeah, I sometimes think about this because I watched <laughs> Hannibal. Did you ever see Hannibal? Oh, the, like, the original. No, oh, no, no, the most no, I haven't. And there was no. a scene. I hope I don't give this away to anyone, but Gillian. Spoiler um, incoming. Um, warning. This is a spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler. Gillian. Um, turn away now. Gillian, you know. Anderson. And Anderson. So she, anyway, she's sitting at this <laughs> table and she's basically got, they're eating a ham, but then you, it, <gasps> it um, zooms no. down to her leg and her leg's bandaged up. So yeah, so sometimes I think of that and wonder what that would be oh like. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, things like that make me give quite a that, solid answer. I was just no, like, oh actually. my gosh. Just like, so just so every now and then I do think of that. Girl, what <laughs> I would contemplate it be like? that. How weird. Anyway. Whoa. So, yeah. Whoa. It gives you <laughs> such like sure, a physiological like, I'm pretty like, sure no. no. Yeah, we'll say no to that. <laughs> I think I generally answer yes because I know how, like how I begin to lose my mind once I'm really hungry. And I think if it was the only option, I'd have to answer yes. But I do think I've got like a really big physiological repulsion at the idea any films or tv like i don't watch them anymore but whenever i've like stumbled across a film you know out of peer pressure (laughs) it happens to end up with cannibalism in it we have even yeah that i like like most recently oh it's interesting again i don't want to give any spoilers but from the opening credits the riskiest thing I watched recently was Yellow Jackets, which was amazing. Was it good? Right, yeah, okay. and it was worth okay. it. I but like, there have been films in the past, like there's one called Book of Eli that I still have a nightmare about every now and then. That sounds like it's a, is it a horror um, film. It sounds yeah. like a horror film. It's a post-apocalypse oh my God. sort of survival horror. Oh, <laughs> um, what's the most futuristic thing you've ever eaten? Oh, gosh. Futuristic thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It, um, oh, it was this restaurant in um, Lisbon. And it was something that was in a big seashell. Ooh. And it was like a firm supposed to smell of the sea. And it was, no, no. It didn't work. No, it did. It just wasn't very nice. Right, right. <laughs> like, right. I didn't so want to eat this. Sort of e- yeah, eating yeah, experience eating that experience. wasn't food. And actually, there's also another thing I've had. I don't, it's not futuristic, but it is a bit, it was not up there. It was um, pressed fish roe. I had it in Milan. Oh, wow. And it's, it made my husband gag. Really? And the woman who owned this little <gasps> osteria was standing sort of over oh, us. No. And, you know, I it was literally, swallowing it down I mean I <gasps> yeah it was that was quite challenging pressed fish roe yeah. like caviar is that what fish roe is no. yeah I think it was orange I'm not sure it oh, was a few God. years ago now and it was just really quite a difficult much, thing to yeah, stomach too much yeah cause that's the downside isn't it of being like a really amazing food adventurer yeah like going around <laughs> the world to try all these amazing restaurants is that every now and again you are going to stumble across something that no you where someone's just yeah. massively overstretched oh I know I mean I often I used to love the food like Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. he was my favourite yeah. you know and uh, some of the things he ate you just think oh, oh I can eat yeah, that yeah, and there was another programme the Lonely Planet Travel one yeah. did you ever watch it and no got, but I've oh, heard about it, so, it yeah. I, I just loved it back in the it was probably a 90s or noughties programme yeah. and I think he was eating some Something like the bowel of a whale, possibly including the poo. Yeah. And um, the guy, he, and yeah. he would eat anything. <laughs> it was, uh, he was, he was literally gagging. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. exactly like that. Somebody forwarded me a really interesting podcast about a conspiracy theory that lots of calamari that you have cheap in fast food restaurants isn't really calamari. It's pig bung, which is like pig bowel. (laughs) And um, it's a really, it's like one of those like American investigative journalism podcasts (sighs) where they really do the research about whether that might or might not be possible. 
and it was it's great i'll forward you a link i'll put a link in the podcast notes if you're listening and thank you to whoever (laughs) afforded me that they did it cruelly because i talk about loving calamari and now i question everything but it also has a nice sort of twist at the end of the tale as well end of the pigtail excuse the the pun A slighted goddess turns the whole of Earth into a giant, never-ending screw-fix shop front. So there's nothing to eat, uh, nothing to sleep on, no one to talk to, except spanners and spirit levels, and it quickly descends into one of the most boring apocalypses ever. (laughs) Uh, But luckily, she's agreed to undo her curse, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, play Twister on the bed of the sea with scuba equipment obviously for 16 hours it sounds impossible but you do it you're a hero your reward is the adulation of all people for all time you've saved us from like a really really drudge drudgerous um apocalypse um but your reward in the moment and bearing in mind that was a long 16 hours and you couldn't have any snacks you were underwater you had scuba equipment in your mouth um, you're starving your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams it's oh, a fantasy oh feast right so um, this is the opposite of a last meal. You couldn't be happier oh, and you couldn't goodness. be hungrier. Yes. And nothing has to be possible, let alone ethical, healthy. <laughs> I couldn't, there's no consequences to any of this. It's about absolute joy and satisfaction in that moment. So the happiest possible mindset you can imagine being in for a feast. And then what would you eat? What I would you drink? It. And if there's a who with and where, you can have a who with and oh, where. Well, yeah. I... And also, this is only your answer now. Like it oh, doesn't yeah, matter. Well, good, so good, don't good. worry can... about this being your answer for life. I think that makes it a very stressful question. Oh yeah, it you... would be stressful, wouldn't it? Um, I do you know what? Being in a street food market in Thailand would be yes. pretty amazing. But then I'd also want a beach somewhere. Okay, uh, okay. So, but uh, I think. Uh, with childcare? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'd want the kids with me there, but you know, that would also be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would, yeah, be on lovely white sand. There'd be um, beautiful clear water, great. and there'd be the street food market. Um, I love, Mooping is something you have in Thailand. Mm. It's skewers of pork. Ooh. And you smell them from a distance, and I'm sure, you know, there's just like the lovely unctuousness, and they've mm. been marinated in lovely things like garlic and coriander, I'm sure. Yeah, and yeah. absolutely, and you just smell that, and oh, yes. they are amazing. And it would also be real satay, proper Yummy. satay, and all sort of lots of street food things like that, but real pad thai from a street food store. Mm. I just love the street food stores. And it's so exciting. Yes. You know, like, where do I go first? And also, obviously, because I, I want to eat everything. Um, so if it's my feast and I can just choose all these things, yes, yes, yes. it doesn't matter that yeah. you won't necessarily finish You won't it get full. Because <laughs> oh, it's a God. fantasy. Yeah, that would be so amazing. So some of those lovely tastes from Asia yes. basically would be my thing. Gorgeous. Um, I love it. I, I, and I don't make those skews because they are a bit more time consuming yeah. and I can't be bothered. Yeah, so, so do the stuff. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> this is exactly when to get the stuff you couldn't be bothered making. Yeah, exactly. And I love satay. Actually, I, I don't make satay on skews because yeah. it's just so, it is time so consuming. Faff. yeah. <laughs> So that's why we try and seek it out and you can yes. smell it. This smells of that charcoal going. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, I would probably have toss-up between fizz. Yes. Um, have you a favourite fizz? So on a day-to-day basis, I do like a carver. But this is... Me too. I prefer a carver to, to a Prosecco. Prosecco. It's yeah. not too sweet. No, 100%. I agree. I think the carver has become so underrated. Carver... Are you, I went through... Look, don't get me wrong. I went through a big... 10 year at least Prosecco phase didn't we all um, 
And um, I shudder at the thought now because yeah. I, and so now I actually, it's great because it means I won't drink if, do you know yeah. what I mean? It I'd rather curbs not me. have drink than have a Prosecco. <laughs> I hear you. A warm Prosecco. Well, I um, say that. I don't, yeah, a warm Prosecco. No, my God, no. what were we thinking um, anyway? But I do like a, a glass of, a glass of, I haven't had any though. Today. <laughs> uh, a glass of cold carver. Yeah. You know, if, if we were, if it was my birthday, I'd have champagne. would be very nice. Of course. But, um, well, this is a fancy feast. So if you'd rather it, have yeah, champagne fizz, fizz, today. Um, but I do love a good margarita. And Lovely. I don't have them often enough because no. um, when you've got kids, you know, two margaritas would give me a banging head for say, quite a while. Yeah. So that's sad, but because I do like it. It's small but mighty, isn't it, a margarita? <laughs> and, you know, two, one's definitely not enough. Two's yeah. a good amount, but then often you go to three and then yeah. that's when you know. It's, for me, that's do you know, but I think the way to do it is so pathetic, but is to go to somewhere like Oaxaca where they're not going to give you, like, free-poured portions. <laughs> it's a very kind of, like, small... I think there'll be like very commercial measured yeah, amounts yeah. of alcohol in there and then you can have the two and be alright yeah. as long as you're also having loads of Mexican food yeah exactly um, yeah. I love Mexican um, food as well I mean that is oh, one I of my favourites as well. I mean basically I find it similar to Thai food in a way oh right because okay. it's got the spice it's yes. got zing do you know what I mean textures as well I think yeah. like there's a lot of crunchy business yeah that you don't I mean necessarily I love assist. Mexican yeah, food me absolutely love it a lot of fresh pops yeah exactly yeah really it. Colourful. Colourful. It is vibrant. Similar. Do you know what I mean? I never would have thought about yeah. that. And when I was doing a They're movie, both up there with my favourite. Yeah, totally. You know, international I just cuisine. find there's a similarity. They're not yeah. similar, but they are there's the sort of vibrant flavours. Yeah. And when I was doing mood board for things like my products or my cookbook, whatever yeah. it was, I was coming up with doors and street food scenes from Thailand, doors from Mexico. And yeah, yeah. It was that colourful feast yeah. for the eyes and absolutely love Gosh, it. Gosh, it's so interesting, yeah. Mm. Never would have thought about that. Okay, yeah. great. And um, is that the end of your feast? I don't want to rush you to the end of your feast. Oh, no, there's got to be dessert. Yes, okay. Now, when I'm in Thailand, I so normally here it's chocolate. It is chocolate all Lovely. the way. And it... You know what? It boils down to probably, and I try all these fancy chocolates, and I do love them. Yeah. But my, what I tend to have in stock, I like to buy a big two hundred gram bar of whole nut. Great. And I have half. Classic. That's what I allow myself to have half. Yeah. Because any more than a hundred grams, I start feeling sick. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. It's good to know your boundaries. I love so it. Like, okay, I've had a hundred grams. Great. Which is still a quite a big bar. Um, I'm not one of these. I'll have one square of dark chocolate types. <laughs> Oh God! I really wish no. I so wish I could be like that. Oh I, well, I, it's, but it that, makes me think of it's almost like medicine if you're you know, consuming I, I it. I try like it like that. that. I, I do sometimes try it like that and then go, okay, now I need actual chocolate now. Yeah, <laughs> terror is so bad. It's such a guilt, you know, guilty pleasure. Um, so definitely chocolate is there. But if I were in Thailand, I do love the sticky rice with mango. It's really filling. Because mm. have you ever had it? No. It's I love. Have it. I? No. Oh, it's it is delicious. I mean, it's a completely different dessert. But when you're yeah. there and it's warm and you see yeah, the man yeah. or woman in the cart and it's um it's got a sweet the coconut cream is thick. It's sweet Ooh. with a slight salt in it. Oh yes. Um, and it's got fresh mango oh, on it. It's de- delicious, but very filling. Yeah. But doesn't matter because yeah. you know you're in Thailand and what's the point yeah, of yeah. not having two dinners and two desserts? Yes, this of course. Kind of, stuff. of course. Um. So yeah, that would be great. That would be there. Oh, I love it. It sounds amazing. Oh. Um. Thank you so much for doing my silly podcast. Oh, thank you. For coming eating my food it was delish mm, delicious what a smashing day i was having there um and we turned out to be carver loving batter bashing taste bud twins <laughs> lovely stuff I can't wait to buy some of that paste. I bet you can't too. I've put a link to it, Mayploy paste, in my podcast notes. Um, I sense a spicy week ahead. Uh, Anna was lucky enough to nab a copy of her book and it's just as good as you want it to be. I 
I get it, I'd say. I love it. Um, it. It makes everything in it so easy. It's it's a really brilliant cookbook. Follow Dominique at Dominique Wolf, D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-W-O-O-L-F. Follow the podcast on social media at The Hoovering Pod. Follow me, go on, at Jessica Foster Q. Come and see me on tour, please. Edinburgh, and then from September to December, all on tour. Um... And I've just released a brand new tour date for Salisbury on Saturday, the 19th of November. Links to everything interesting that Dominique and I mentioned throughout the podcast, including where to buy her book, where to follow her on social media, where to buy tickets to see me either at the Edinburgh Fringe or on tour, are, as ever, on my website, jessicafosterq.com. That's also where you'll find a link to email me if you've got something longer to send me than you can do in a tweet. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until in two weeks, happy hoovering. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.